Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Gateway Rescue Mission, meeting the physical and spiritual needs of the homeless right here in Jackson, Mississippi. Check us out at www.gatewaymission.org. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, and I'm sure that all of you are on cloud nine right now as your baseball team has punched their ticket to the Super Regional and in Hattiesburg on top of it all. Again, my name is Michael Borky. I'm so glad that you guys are with me, as you always are. We're going to have a fun time on the radio show this week. I can promise you that. Although, we're already a day short. Like We, we kind of get snubbed here. We're a day short on uh, the hype that we could take advantage of from a uh, content perspective, but that's okay. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it personally myself. I'm uh, I'm thrilled uh, about having this be the matchup for the radio show, but I know you guys are, uh, are more wanting Ole Miss to go in there and smoke Southern Miss, so we'll talk about that a lot this week, obviously. But uh, first reaction to... This situation is, uh, it's still, talked about it with you once this weekend. I've said it a lot on Twitter. I would have never believed you, really at any point this season, that they were going to go on the road in a regional and emphatically dominate a regional final. I I would not have believed you. There's absolutely no way I would have believed you, and it shows how much I know, because Ole Miss absolutely on Monday afternoon, flat-out dominated Arizona and really were in control of the entire regional. Now, I know that sounds weird because the Miami game was just a one-run win, but that's because Miami only scored one run. Ole Miss's pitching was dominant, really, really good the first two games especially, but then the bats came alive. Chatagnier was spectacular. Tim Elko was spectacular, and Ole Miss has punched their ticket to a Super Regional playing in Hattiesburg for a chance to go to the College World Series in what would be a run that was completely and totally and utterly unexpected unless you are just the biggest red and blue glasses wearing. And I love you guys. Trust me. I love you guys. I need people like you because people like you consume content, and I love you for it, and I respect you for it. But If you were looking at this team objectively at any point this season, there was no way they were going to get here, and yet they peaked at the exact right time, and here they are. Um, A couple of stats for you first to to get you started, to really underscore uh, how dominant uh, specifically Tim Elko and Peyton Chatagnier were in this regional. Uh, This is courtesy of Nick Suss. Um, Tim Elko... In this regional, in these three games, batted 778 with an 857 on base percentage, a 2.1 slugging percentage, had three home runs, seven RBIs, and was walked five times. Shot and yet had a 583 batting average, a 615 on base, 1.33 slugging, two home runs, 10 RBIs, and was walked. Once those two guys, the veterans stepped up for this team, and that's why they're in this position uh, right now. On top of great pitching and figuring out the rotation, but but Mallet's coming on, Johnson settling in and being much better. Uh, you, you got great pitching performances to get here, but it's those two guys. Uh, Elko was striking out a lot too much earlier this season. Peyton Chatagnier got benched in Lexington, was an offensive liability for Ole Miss for a large portion of the season, and now look at them. Um, it's it's a remarkable turnaround. It really is. Uh, not one that I expected, but uh, it, it was fun to see. Nonetheless, this is what this team was supposed to be from the jump, and they finally got there, right? I mean, it doesn't matter. Nothing matters as long as you are peaking in the postseason, right? You got to get there first, but nothing matters – uh, unless you are peaking in the postseason, in which they are. So we'll spend a lot of time this week talking about that, of course. But first, I want to remind you, this podcast is brought to you by LB's, just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. It's the best place in this state to get your meat. Tickets are going to be hard to come by. The secondary market has them, at least from the screenshot I saw this morning, in the hundreds of dollars 
So if you can't make that trip on top of gas prices being through the roof, you're going to want to stop at LB's to get some grilling done this weekend before, during, or after the games. It's just across from Kroger on University Avenue. Just across from Kroger on University right there in Oxford. Go by and tell Greg that uh, that I sent you. They've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Uh, good sides as well. Everything you need to get cooking with meat, you can get it at LB's. Also, the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems, ABSMS.com. Dot com is the website, absms.com. If you are in the market for office technology anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, anywhere inside of the state, and you're in the market for office technology, uh, Advantage Business Systems has you covered. So anything from copiers and printers and mail machines, cloud storage, data security, IT projects, phone systems, whatever it is, if it's tech, if it's in the office, absms.com is the website. Uh, you Tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get them. Also, follow me on Twitter if you feel like it, at Michael Borky. And uh, what I did yesterday, so what you're going to hear right now, uh, I did a reaction and just like fired up the live stream the, the second that, well, I'm lying, actually. It wasn't the second the Ole Miss game ended. I started it in the ninth inning. Uh, so so I started it there after we knew, let's be honest, we knew that Ole Miss was going to a Super Regional facing off against Southern Miss. For about a half hour, I just did a live chat, uh, people asking questions, throwing comments, whatever. Uh, just instant reaction to Ole Miss and Southern Miss meeting in a Super Regional. So my tone is a little bit different than it is right now because I was on cloud nine, just fired up about the prospect of those two teams playing against each other in a super. So talk a lot about Ole Miss's regional. You'll hear some Southern Miss talk as well. Um, and just random things thrown at you uh, from uh, my live chat. So I'll play that for you now. Um, it Okay, I'm going to say it's good only because I did it. I enjoyed myself. I hope you enjoy hearing it as well. It was my reaction my instant reaction to uh, to Old Miss meeting Southern Miss in uh, in a super regional. So here that is for you right now. I'll be back with you on Thursday to preview this series. Southern Miss has the best three starting pitchers that I think Ole Miss has seen all season, uh, but definitely have seen better lineups. Give and take, right? I think Ole Miss has the advantage, and I'll talk about it here in a little bit. Uh, I think Ole Miss has the advantage at the plate. But Southern Miss, I believe, does have the advantage in starting pitching. This is going to be fun, and I talk about that for about a half hour with you right now. So here that is. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back with a deep dive into the regional on Thursday, and I'll talk to you. I know you're not supposed to count your chickens before they hatch, but uh, it's 22-6 to in the bottom of the night, so I'm just going to go ahead and chalk up Ole Miss winning the Coral Gables Regional Meeting, Southern Miss, who just beat LSU in Hattiesburg for a trip to the College World Series on the line. My name is Michael Borky. I am so glad you guys are with me on, uh, I mean, is this unprecedented? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not a baseball historian, but since I've been here, you haven't had a, a situation uh, quite like this happen too often anyway. I know Mississippi State and Southern Miss have met in Hattiesburg. I know Ole Miss and uh, Southern Miss have met in a regional in Oxford, but we don't get stuff like this all that often. This is so freaking exciting to, to have this matchup, the College World Series on the line in Hattiesburg with Ole Miss going to Southern Miss. It's a content creator's dream. Let's just say that as somebody that handles the content for a three-hour radio show, and then does like other content on the side as well, obviously. Uh, this is a dream matchup for the next few days. I am giddy right now. I'm freaking giddy about this matchup and what it means and all that. So we're going to talk about that tonight. Give me one second. Let me share this, get this out there on uh, on Twitter, and then we'll really get started. But we're here to talk about it. Old Miss, uh, I, I am truly surprised that they are – where they are today. Uh, I was drinking some haterade. That's very lame. Forgive me for saying something so lame, but it's true. I mean, I, and we'll get to this in a second. Let me share this. Let me get this out here and then uh, we'll get started because uh, 
I mean, there's two outs. All right. It's not too early. I didn't jinx anything. All right. Hope you guys had a great weekend. I'm sure all of you did. I mean, everybody in this chat, basically. I know there's going to be some uh, Mississippi State fans that chime in in because you guys uh, do that. And I appreciate you for that. Uh, Although this weekend, I guess you guys are uh, assume uh, or hoping, rooting for the meteor. (laughs) You know, the the rapture coming uh, because you don't want either one to win. But I assume that uh, that at least the state fans that are watching, listening, whatever, are going to be big Southern Miss fans this weekend. Either way, uh, this is awesome. So let's talk about it. If you want to be a part of the conversation, I would love uh, to have you. If you're watching on Twitter, you cannot comment. Just know that. Uh, this is also streaming live on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, so find me, Michael Borky, on YouTube, Twitter, or Facebook. Also, don't forget, if you haven't already, to subscribe to uh, the Super Talk YouTube channel. Uh, I clip shows, or shows, I clip shows. I clip stuff from the radio show and put it on there. Uh, Also, if you haven't already, uh, follow Sports Talk Miss on Twitter. Uh, That is uh, me operating that as well. Uh, The occasional witty tweet, just like that uh, Miami fan waving. You know, I paired that with the gif of Forrest Gump. I'm occasionally funny, so uh, find it there. And uh, let's dive into it. JP, the resident Southern Miss fan. There's a couple more that that dive in occasionally, but JP's definitely um, the my, my resident Southern Miss fan for sure. Said it's done. Tyler says madness. Let's go Rebs. JP says four wins to host Old Miss this week is going to be awesome. Tucker <laughs> Tucker says I want to Drew Bianco at the plate down two runs with two runners on, then bottom of the ninth with two out in game three. JP says you're giddy. I won't sleep until Wednesday after those four days at Pete Taylor. It looked incredible, and it has gone final now in Coral Gables. Ole Miss now uh, officially off to Hattiesburg for the Super Regional. Um, the the crowds in the atmosphere at the Pete this weekend looked incredible. It really, really did. It's a shame that the NCAA basically caps how many people you can allow in because it should have been even better than that. But for Friday afternoon, so work day afternoon, it looked amazing. And then another work day afternoon, it looked amazing. Southern Miss fans showed out this weekend. And then this coming weekend, the atmosphere in Hattiesburg is going to be unbelievable. Uh, I, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait. Um, but I won't be there. I can't travel this weekend. I'm on dad duty this weekend. So I actually won't get to go to Hattiesburg. I'll have to watch from afar. I just realized that. Uh, I might do one of these, though. If the game times are all at night, I can do one of these after every game. Ha-ha. So it's better that I can't go. You're welcome. Um, Charlie says, what about them Rebs? Yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with that because you guys know this. If you watched me long enough, if you listened to the radio show or or just followed me on Twitter anywhere in between, um, I was justifiably... I'm going to defend myself here, uh, really down on this Ole Miss team. I was extremely down on this Ole Miss team. Why? Because they were down themselves. They stunk, quite frankly. They stunk uh, for all but about 17 days this season. They climbed up to number one almost really by default. They weren't playing good baseball to start the season that they didn't have any sort of pitching rotation figured out. The bullpen wasn't great either. Uh, they were really struggling at the plate. They fell to 7-14 and 14 in conference play in their first three series in conference play. They won one game. They were 1-8 and eight at home in SEC play. Uh, they won a single series at home in SEC play. But for 17 days this season, they showed you what they were capable of. With the sweep of Missouri, the win over Southern Miss in the midweek, the sweep of LSU, they showed you in those 17 days or whatever what they were capable of. They showed you a flash of what they were, but that's all it was. I was hypercritical and really down on this team because they were not good and they were not playing well enough. Uh, They were a massive, massive disappointment. They were. But those 17 days or so, 
They played good baseball, snuck into the tournament, and then boom, they peaked. Uh, they, they have peaked. You're, you're getting really good starts. But more importantly, it's not DeLucia and, and Elliott, who both pitched well this weekend. Please don't mistake me uh, saying that they did not pitch well this weekend. They absolutely did. But it, but it's the bullpen. It, it's it's Mallets. It's uh, Brandon Johnson, who really struggled earlier in the season, uh, has come on and been much better. It's been Mason Nichols. I mean, Doherty was good today. Those guys on top of Johnson being what they were this weekend is why they're in the position they're in right now on top of Peyton Chatagnier really figuring it out. You know, he got benched in Lexington, was hitting under the Mendoza line. He was an offensive liability at one point this season. Timelko was striking out way, way, way too much. Um, They were bad all around for so long, but yet they figured it out. Uh, They they solidified that rotation, and now it, it obviously works. Bullpen guys have stepped up, but your veterans are starting to hit the baseball. Uh, Kevin Graham, after his injury, took a little bit to come alive, and and he has done very well since then. Tim Elko uh, hit like 750 in this regional. Uh, Peyton Chatagnier was spectacular. Um, I was down bad on this team. I didn't expect them. I would have laughed at you if you'd have told me they were going to go to a Super Regional. Uh, There was a point in the season where I would have laughed at you if you told me that they were going to make the postseason. And yet, here they are. Shows how much I know. Here's the thing. You guys don't tune in to me for accuracy. You you do it to just hear somebody talk about sports and the teams you like. I try my best to do it as honestly as possible. I will not bat a thousand. (laughs) And I did not at all envision Ole Miss being in this position. I expected Southern Miss to get here. I did. I I mean, this, this is a team with three starting pitchers, and depth as well beyond them, but three starting pitchers that are as good as any rotation that you'll see in this country. So Southern Miss being here is not a surprise. Now, they had to work through a blown lead the other night, which just felt like a gut punch, and they were able to overcome that, which was special. But I'm not surprised that Southern Miss is here. They've been playing great baseball all season. They've had great pitching all season. Not surprised. I'm very surprised that Ole Miss is here. You've always known the talent was there. It's always been there. But they were not playing what to their capability they are now. Uh, winning three games three different ways as well. I mean, it was the shot and yay show in game one. They had to pitch their way to it in game two, and then they slugged their way to it in, in game three. I didn't think they were going to be here. I was down, down, down bad on this team. The only thing I really cared about talking about was coaching searches and changes and all that stuff. That's the only thing I was really interested in discussing because otherwise the team gave you no reason to care. They didn't give you no reason to care. They played awful baseball, and yet here they are. Sometimes it's just all about peaking at the right time, and clearly they have done that. So, yeah, how about them Rebs, Charlie? They um, make or made me look very stupid, and that's okay. I'll wear that. I don't care. You guys don't punish me, as Colin Cowherd said in his book, that I know a lot of people around here don't like Colin Cowherd, but I really, really appreciated his book. And he said, the listeners will not punish you for being wrong. They'll punish you for being uninteresting. So for whatever it's worth, maybe I I hooked you. I don't know. Either way. Brett says, I'm stoked we are going to the roost before heading to Omaha. I hear you. I hear you. Peyton says, back to drinking that old Miss Baseball Kool-Aid. Any schedule information out yet? I I don't know. Um, I don't know when they set those, honestly, JP. Maybe it's already happened, but I do not know. Um, Excuse me. Uh, I don't know when uh, they will actually set that. I'm sure we'll know tonight, hopefully. I mean, Ole Miss is traveling back tomorrow, so they'll get to Oxford on Tuesday. And no, I mean, traveling to Hattiesburg's not difficult for them, but still, like, they got to get their stuff in order. So I'm sure they will uh, find out tonight. Memphis Rebel says, how about we go ahead and sweep Southern Miss? Johan, a Southern Miss fan, is pumped up. Glad to see you. You should be, by the way. 
Brown Yeti says super regional appearances since 2000, Mississippi State, 2001, 07, 11, 13, 16, 17, 18, 19, 21. Ole Miss, 05, 06, 07, 09, 14, 19, 21, 22. Southern Miss, 09 and 22. Tell me another state with big three U's with more. You can't. Yeah, no, you can't. Nope. No, you can't. And we are sending another team to Omaha. Now, I know Mississippi State has been the dominating force in this state and going to the College World Series. But, uh, I mean, since 2014, this is so, well, 13. State went in 13. 13, 14. It's like the sixth time, right? Pretty impressive. Tyler says Arkansas up right now. Five SEC teams will be in the Supers if it holds. It almost could have gotten to, what, seven, right? But uh, LSU lost, obviously. Do you go with Dylan game one or game two? Game one. Uh, I, I think that because Southern Miss, I mean, Tanner Hall is their bell cow, obviously. But there's really no uh, drop-off in any of Southern Miss's starters. Um, no, I, I would throw Delusia game one because, actually, you know, I, I'm just sp- just talking without actually thinking about it. Would I go with Dylan Delusia game one or game two? Um, th- there's uh, Friday nights, especially in a Super Regional, it, it, it's a mentality thing. And I'm not saying that Hunter Elliott could or could not handle it, but I think that Dylan DeLucia has shown you that he can handle that kind of environment, that kind of pressure in game one of any series. I think he's shown you that. So I would stick with the the current rotation going up, going up against Southern Miss because, quite frankly, I think in terms of starting pitching, Southern Miss has the advantage over Ole Miss. It's true. Um, so no, I wouldn't disrupt the rotation or, or anything like that. And Delusia is a guy that he's got the the mentality that I think fits that role perfectly, and I wouldn't disrupt that. Johan, it is going to be lit, man. I, I I feel like such an old man saying that. What do the kids say now? Do they still say lit, or or have they moved on to something uh, something better? I don't know. I'm a thirty year old old man, as it turns out. And to your, I mean. Ole Miss was the last team in. Last team in. And now they're in the final 16. They have the personnel to do it. I said this after they got selected. I didn't think that they, you know, they belonged. I didn't, but um, they had the personnel to make noise, is what I said. You know, it, it doesn't matter whether or not they deserved it. They've got the personnel to to make a run, and and now you're seeing it. Oh, yeah, Texas. Yeah, Texas has... Although lately, do they have that? Historically, yes, but Johan, we'll see what happens this weekend about that. I'm not, I'm not so convinced. If if they go down to Hattiesburg and you know get swept in a super regional by Southern Miss, I don't think that's going to cool off. Todd says uh, Hunt Palmer was running his mouth in Baton Rouge today, saying Southern Miss Stadium looked like a high school stadium. It would probably be the sixth best atmosphere in the SEC. I don't understand why people do that. Because, first of all, I haven't looked at the attendance numbers all season, but based on historical data and how they did this season, Southern Miss's attendance is going to be top 20 in America. Like, comparing Pete Taylor Park to a high school stadium is just hyperbolic goofiness, honestly. Um. I don't know. That's just not something that that I like engaging with, truthfully. It's not. Everybody knows it's not. It's a great ballpark. Uh, is it as good as Swayze? No. Is it as good as Duty Noble or Alex Box or Baum Walker? No. But is it a really good college baseball venue compared to the rest of the country? Absolutely. Eh, I, I don't like when people do that. Brett, no, uh, Jim, he actually, he blocked me, so I can't see what else he's saying anymore. I'm really curious to hear his podcast, though. That's um, that's something I'm really looking forward to. Gary, I'm not picking a winner right now. I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday, and, and I'll pick a winner then. I'm not doing it right now. Although, I will say, if you're just looking at it from, 
you know, pitching versus hitting. I think Ole Miss's bats greater than Southern Miss's bats. Now you're going to look at the averages and think, wait, that's, you know, that's not true. The way Ole Miss is playing right now lately, uh, absolutely, they are the better hitting team than Southern Miss. But I think Southern Miss has the clear advantage in starting pitching, especially if it, if it comes to a game three. That's where I would be concerned if I was an Ole Miss fan uh, looking at this Super Regional is if it happens to come down to Game 3. Southern Miss is far more equipped on the mound to win a Game 3 than Ole Miss is. Uh, So advantage Southern Miss starting pitching, advantage Ole Miss with the bats. Memphis Rebel says, just watch Ole Miss lose 11-1 to and 10-2 to in Game 1 and 2. How big is this for Sports Talk Mississippi? Oh, it's huge, man. It really is. Although, you know, nothing ever compares to anything that happens in football. Um, you know, the state loves its baseball, obviously, and it's it's an awesome thing. It gives us great content and fan engagement in a time of year where other radio shows around the state are just trying to find ways to make college football interesting every day, and that's a really hard thing to do. Uh, so it makes you know my job easier. It makes the radio show's job easier. but. It doesn't compare to even a big football win. I, you know, I don't mean to rain on the parade today. I feel bad that I even said that, but no, it's huge. It's it's absolutely huge. There's nothing that could happen this time of year that that could trump this at all. Nothing. Uh, but still, it's it's always football, man. Even in this state. Have I booked my room for Omaha yet? No, see, that's the thing. I won't. I won't go. That's that's the uh, the only downside to this kind of stuff is I, I really can't go. I've got too much to do here on the home front to just up and go to Omaha for two weeks or whatever it is. I'll uh, I'll be stuck here. Coop Deville says just left Pete Taylor Park. Great atmosphere. It looked and sounded like it. It looked and sounded like it, man, for sure. Um, Memphis Rebel, I agree with you on, on that front, and I don't think he will. I don't think he will. William says, not really a baseball guy, but go Rebs. Hey, Borky and all. What's up, William? Glad to see you, man. Glad uh, glad to see you. Sterling throwing a little shade says, I would hate to be a school in the state of Mississippi not playing baseball this weekend. Uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, for some reason, I actually agree with, with Richard Cross on something. Don't tell him I said that. Don't tell him I said that. He doesn't need to know that I agree with him on something because just trust me. But I do think that he's right when he said, because we were just kind of having a little fun on the show today talking about, you know, who, if you're Ole Miss, who would you rather play in a super regional? Like what stadium would you rather play in? And in terms of just sheer volume of fans and noise, Obviously, Alex Box has quite literally double the amount of people in the stadium. And it would have been absolutely nuts, right? Of course it would have been. Uh, But there's going to be a vitriol this weekend in Hattiesburg that would not have existed in Baton Rouge, if that makes sense. It's going to be fewer people, half the people, but those people are going to be more is emotional the right word more into it vitriolic whatever the case may be it's not going to be a loud atmosphere and i mean this complimentary it's going to be a violent atmosphere not like Neyland stadium when lane kiffin returns where they actually are like trying to commit violent acts on the Ole Miss football team, but instead they actually only hurt their own band and cheerleaders. But that was like a real, that was like actual violence. I'm talking about just a noise in a, in a emotion atmosphere kind of violence. That's what you're going to hear at, uh, at the Pete this weekend. If Ole Miss makes it to Omaha, can we have a watch party for their Omaha games? You talking about like, uh, like in person or right here, on this, because we can do this for the super regional games if you want, depending on what time they are. Again, I'll be on dad duty this weekend. So after 7.45 or so, 
I'll be able to uh, to do this with you. I actually, I'm not going to show you because I have to like move my camera and that might like deactivate it. But uh, I actually set up like a, a second screen right here so I can watch the games. We'll see how that goes. I actually might try that. Sometimes when people do the the live watching things, they end up getting kind of boring. You know, you just you're watching somebody watch a game. I know you can put it on two screens or whatever, but still, it's like sometimes even Barstool, which will have like you know five guys in a room watching a game. There's so much like downtime and low moments that I can't help but wonder if me by myself would be, you know really bad to to watch. So we'll see. I might fire it up in, in like the last few innings or something like that. Um, I might do that. We will, uh, we'll see. I like the idea. I think the execution is always worse than the idea itself. But if you guys would actually do it, I'd be in. I'd be in. Brown Yeti says uh, those at, he says, us at Mississippi State decided to give the limelight to the other teams after the national championship last season. I feel you. Brett says the radio show should do an Omaha ticket giveaway since uh, Mississippi school is definitely going. Yeah, that would be a really good idea. That's actually a really good idea. Um, thank you. for. I'll, I'll pitch that tomorrow and, and tell them that it was all my idea. <laughs> no, I like that, though. I like that, though. Um. Yeah, Memphis. See, it's the hostility. It's going to feel different in Hattiesburg than it would in uh, in Baton Rouge. Devin says, my nine-year-old's first college baseball experience tonight in Hattiesburg. I think he's hooked now. What a first game that is. You know the thing, Devin, is he's going to remember that for the rest of his life. I remember the first college football game, major college football game I went to. Uh, that's actually the uh, – no, wait, wait, right there. That – that is the game program and the tickets. I'm not doing my finger right. But that thing right there is the game program and the tickets. My dad took me to uh, an Ohio State game. Ohio State played Michigan State in 2003. So I was 11. And I remember every single detail still to this day. You know, 19 years later. And I remember, I remember the smells. I remember the seats. I remember things that people were yelling around me. Uh, that was your son's going to have that for the rest of his life, man. And seeing a win like that, that being his first game, is really, really cool. I'm, I'm glad you guys got to do that today. That's awesome. He'll never forget it. Trust me, I, I know. Johan says, I have to put my money where my mouth is on this. On this show, I said I would rather play Ole Miss any day over Mississippi State. Well, that was a while ago. We can amend our takes about these teams that happened a few weeks ago. You know? Because there were times where everybody was wrong. (laughs) You know? So all is forgiven. Okay? All uh, All is forgiven. Sterling says, I'll take the vitriol atmosphere at Pete Taylor over Baton Rouge in June 99 out of 100 times. And the 100th time, I'd clearly be drunk to choose LSU. Fair enough. Well, we can talk and watch. Screw it, get a friend or two with you. It's actually not a bad idea. But all my friends that would do something like that with me are the kind of Ole Miss fans that like would not be able to keep it, you know, keep it calm. And I don't know how well that would go. Well, once the times get released, I'll consider doing something like that, at least for the later innings. You know what I mean? Like do the sixth through ninth or, or something like that. That would be cool. But but live streaming for four hours sounds like a very difficult thing to do. <laughs> it sounds hard. Okay, solo podcasting for 20 minutes is really hard. So I don't know about that. Memphis Rob also says it may be just me, but this weekend feels like the 2014 Louisiana Supers. You know, in a weird way, because there, it's no secret, right? Um, there have been some weird postseason atmospheres at Swayze, where it's almost like it's it's tension as opposed to energy. Um, I mean, everybody talks about Black Monday, right? That atmosphere that day, even in game one, was not like 
willing the team to win. It was expecting them to do something wrong. There, there, it can get weird there sometimes because you have a two decade sample size of the worst, expecting the worst and being verified in that expectation. So almost playing away from that might, this is going to sound crazy. I swear that I, I am, <laughs> I'm clear-headed when I say this. I think I'm right on this. It's easier for them to be in Hattiesburg this weekend as opposed to Oxford. Because any of that energy, whatever it is, the expectation of failure won't exist there. The five or 600 Ole Miss fans that will be there, won't. it won't be like that. It won't have that kind of weird energy attached to it like you've seen so many times at Swayze in the past. Being on the road is almost good for them. William thinks it's going to be so nasty, it's going to be like the uh, baseball version of the Egg Bowl. Garrett, I agree, man. It's crazy how impactful experiences are at that age. I mean, again, I was 11. I remember every detail about that. I can't forget it. I never will. Um, Alan says, some of my Hattiesburg Southern Miss fan friends do not believe me when I told them about LSU fans. They do now. They do now. Memphis Rebel says, dang, Twitter MSU fans talking about Ole Miss extended Bianco for just making the Super Regional as if it's automatic. It is not. Uh, it is It is not. Um, I'm not going to do, honestly, any of that uh, any of that conversation until the series is over. I'm not going to do that beyond this. Um now that they're in this position, I don't think it's fair to the team to have that conversation. Last seven to nine innings, I can do that. I, I, tentatively, we'll do that. How will the experts pick the Ole Miss Southern Miss Super Regional? You know, I, I kind of think it's going to be an even split, truthfully. I think. People look at Southern Miss's starting pitching and think that they've got the advantage, especially at home, and others are going to look at just how hot Ole Miss is right now and how effective their bullpen has been and how uh, Tim Elko and Peyton Chatney, the veterans, are playing and and lean there. I bet it's almost down the middle in terms of expert picks would be my guess. Sterling's his first time ever Mike has won a road regional. Yep, that is true. Mind-blowing that in 22 years this is the first time. It really is. Um. It was one of many stats that people pointed to as uh, why there's such an unrest with the fan base. It's not only have they only been to the College World Series once, uh, they're not even playing above their heads when they get to the postseason. That that changed this week. That changed this week, at least for one week. Brown 80 says, it will be normal, hostile, not home, hostile fans turning on you. I feel like this is going to be different, though. There, there is a pent-up intensity when it comes to to Ole Miss from Southern Miss fans. I can't describe it other than I, I know it when I see it, you know? There is some kind of pent-up something with, uh, with Southern Miss fans when it comes to Ole Miss, and they're going to unleash that on uh, on Friday. What a what a weekend in Hattiesburg too. I mean, we talked about Ole Miss earlier. Um, the fact that they won three games three different ways was pretty special. Uh, I mean, again, you know, Chatagnier had the home run and the clutch double, and Delusha and Mallets and Johnson were good enough. In fact, Delusha shouldn't have given up uh, those second pair of runs. One of those two balls hit in the outfield should have been caught, and they weren't. Um, but you had great bullpen performances in game one and game two, and then the offensive explosion was uh, was really special. On the other side, uh, for Southern Miss, overcoming, uh, let's call it what it was, overcoming an epic collapse. It, it was an epic collapse. They had LSU beat. It was 6-2, to two, bottom of the ninth. Obviously, just give up three runs or less and – and you are sitting pretty, right? In the regional final, got to get beat twice at home, and they blow it. And they, they they blew it, but also there are some controversial calls in there as well. Two hit-by-pitches that neither one was a hit-by-pitch. 
Neither one was hit by pitch. Uh, and they both scored the game tying and the game winning run. But Southern Miss still choked it away. So you had that that feeling of of we got screwed, and then you had the blowing that lead, and then you had to go to extras to beat Kennesaw State, and then you turn around and beat LSU twice. Um, that was gritty as hell uh, for them to get to this point. That, that That's a mentally tough baseball team to overcome what they overcame this weekend, blowing a lead, feeling like you got screwed, having to – go to extras to beat Kennesaw State, and then turning around and beating LSU twice. Um, that's just gritty. That's that's a Scott Berry coached baseball team that is filled with uh, with grit. So um, two different ways to get to this position, but pretty awesome uh, for both teams to be here. And, I mean, with the way Southern Miss pitches it and the way Ole Miss is hitting, something's got to give, right? And I am – I'm not supposed to say things like this in the business. I'm supposed to have like long, drawn-out thoughts or whatever. But all I can keep thinking of is I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to see it. There's so much here. Mike Bianco's future, Ole Miss being the last team in, going on the road to Southern Miss, haven't been to the College World Series since 2009, there's just storyline after storyline and in-state rival packed in together is, uh, is pretty special. Sterling says it's comparable to Memphis hate for Ole Miss. Garrett says, LOL at LSU fans. I told Texas fans the same thing in the College World Series final 10 years ago when they had Chad Jones pitching. Also, superstar strong safety. Speaking of Chad, very unfortunate injury, but miracle comeback story. Brown Yeti said, what a weekend of baseball across the country has to be the most points scored in the regional round ever. It was wild to see. Yeah, you've got people talking about juiced baseballs. Um, th- this isn't really a controversial take, but um, I like it. Uh, I know some people that write baseball or the baseball purist are are upset about the amount of runs that have been scored and that it's turning into Major League Baseball and and all of that. If you can watch everything that happened this weekend and think, you know, this isn't college baseball. This isn't what it should be. We should dull this down a little bit. I think you're crazy. I've been in this state 12 years um, and obviously been very locked into college baseball in this state the entire time. I don't remember a regional weekend that was more unpredictable and crazy like this one. And maybe it's just recency bias and I'm a prisoner of the moment or whatever. I don't remember enjoying a weekend of baseball as much as I have enjoyed this one. So if they've juiced the balls to get here, I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Memphis Rebel says, ah, parody in sports. What a thought, huh? Yeah, have you seen the odds for who's going to make the uh, college football playoff? You want to guess who the top four teams are to make the college football playoff? You want to guess? I bet you can guess. Yeah, that's really fun. Um not the case here. Not the case here. Is this true? Sterling says first time ever that two schools from Mississippi play each other in a super regional. Jason says this is why I love college baseball. Couldn't care less about MLB's boring product. Garrett says having lived on the coast, I agree Southern Miss will be amped for Ole Miss. That fan base is not fond of Ole Miss, and they are more aligned to Mississippi State. That's uh an observation I share, although you know there's still some animosity. I think it's a little bit different with these two, though. And some of it stems from Ole Miss not wanting to play Southern Miss in football. I think there's a lot of animosity built in there as, uh, as well. Memphis Earl says, how about Tennessee showing their rear end? Yeah, look, um, college kids are stupid, right? I was very stupid as a college kid. I'm sure that my lovely wife would tell you that I am still stupid to this day. 
Uh, I understand heat of the battle, getting caught up in the moment, that kind of stuff. A player does something very stupid. Throwing the middle finger as he's rounding first at Georgia Tech's outfield um, is a stupid thing to do. College kids do stupid things. The difference in this situation, though, is that that kind of culture and toxic energy is encouraged where he is. And also, there's no kind of punishment. I'm cool with bat flipping and stuff. I I like it. Be excited when you do good things. There's no place in sports for that. None. And I know, like in football, guys are chirping and saying pretty gross things to each other. I get it. But rounding first, yelling at the outfield with your middle finger in the air, there's no place for that. There, there should have been a punishment in the moment. There should have been an apology from Tennessee. Maybe even a reprimand from the league office. They have let this go with Tennessee for too long. Do the jacket thing. Do the hat, the, the daddy hat. All the crap that they do is fine. That, though, is crossing a line. And somebody's got to put a stop to it. Because that is completely, it's an embarrassment. It's unacceptable. If it were Ole Miss or State or Southern players doing that, I would have the same take, I promise, because I have had that same take before. Um, Other unrelated things, not that bad, but unrelated things. Um, That's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment to college baseball. It's an embarrassment to Tennessee. It's an embarrassment to the SEC. And that is an encouraged behavior. And that's the problem to me, is that's an encouraged behavior. College kids are going to do stupid things. It's okay. Yeah, they'll learn. But in this case, is anybody going to learn? Because nothing happened. We got caught using juiced bats. Nobody did anything about it. So why should anybody do anything about a middle finger? But it's an embarrassment. and it It should not be allowed. But it was. Memphis Rebel says, if I'm calling it, if Ole Miss makes Omaha, they're winning it all because why not? Well, specifically because I said that they were bad. That's why all of this is happening. You're welcome. When I speak in definitives, the opposite is going to happen. I definitively talked about this team and how bad they were for months, and now look at them. It is my fault, or you can thank me for it. I'm the reason. You're welcome. No, I'm kidding. Did I see Michigan get host earlier at Louisville? Yeah, they um Louisville was gifted a trip to the Super Regional. Um the fact that they can miss that is What else do you even call that? What else do you even call that? Because there is it's absolutely inexcusable for them to miss that call. He was clearly out. There is no other way, no other way to call that play besides out. It's, it wasn't ambiguous. It wasn't impossible to tell. It wasn't too close to call. He was out. Full stop. He was out, period. A couple home runs after that, which would have been the third out of the inning. Louisville's off to the super. It's pathetic how they were able to let that happen. On top of the umpire pushing the ECU batter, where if the ECU batter put his hands on the umpire, he'd be suspended for two games and kicked out of that one. But an umpire is allowed to put his hand on the back of a player and push him down the baseline? It's a bad display. In an otherwise great weekend, it was a very bad, very bad display of umpiring this weekend. Jason says state playing Southern Miss in football took a lot of steam off of that. Um, And it's going to happen again soon. It's going to happen again soon. Brian says totally agree about Tennessee's middle finger. I cannot imagine a player on Coach Barry or Coach Bianco's teams ever thinking about that. And I would say the same thing about Lamonis. But if they did do that, they would face punishment. That would not just go away or be encouraged. And what's so pathetic is is those those guys – act like that, and like that's their program culture, but Alabama dared get excited about beating them in game one of a series, and they went to the press conference and cried about it. That, that's the worst, man, is uh, when you when you talk and you talk and you do all the antics and all that crap, and then when somebody else does it, 
you cry about it. It's pathetic. If you're going to dish it, learn how to take it. Garrett says, worst ever. I agree with this. They're just children reiterating what their parents do. I agree with that. Borky, if that's the case, what's it going to cost me for you to say that State will not win the national championship in all sports starting this fall? Yeah, I'll, I'll spend this summer telling you about how Mississippi State's going to go 3-9. and nine. Uh, How about that? I, I will spend all summer talking about how they're going to go 3-9 and nine and then go ahead and pack your bags for New Orleans because they're going to a Sugar Bowl. That is me in a nutshell right there. Why do you think I don't promote gambling content? Because... <laughs> All of you would lose money, and you would never listen to me again. So, yeah, good stuff. I'm so excited for this weekend, guys. Uh, we'll be back uh, probably Wednesday night. I'll, I'll probably do one of these Wednesday night with you guys. Well, no, it depends. I'll let you know. Uh, I really like the idea, Memphis Rebel, of doing something towards the end of the games this weekend. As long as they're at night, I'll be able to do that with you. And so that's the tentative plan for now is uh, at least after every game, as long as they're at night, um, I'll do one of these with you. And if they're during the day, I'll wait until the night to actually do one of these. Dad duty. You know how it goes. Um, so that's the plan for now. I'll see you again at at least on Friday, I will probably do one another one of these in a couple of days if there's enough to talk about between now and then, which I'm sure there will be. So that's the plan for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you have not already. Like the video if you haven't already. Um, I would appreciate that very, very much. And I'll see you guys tomorrow on the radio show, obviously, and then back at least on Friday, possibly Wednesday as well. Um, I'll let you know. But uh, either way, thank you guys. This week's going to be awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait for this weekend. I can't wait for the radio shows for the next few days. This is going to be incredible. And um, I'll talk to you guys about it a lot over the next few days. I'll uh, I'll see you guys then. Y'all, y'all be good. Enjoy your night. Enjoy the rest of your weekend for the three and a half hours you have left of it. And I'll see you guys Wednesday or or Friday. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.